Welcome to Five Good Minutes. You're listening to today's inspirational message on the book of Mark with Dan Irvin. Today, as we continue in Mark chapter 3, we're looking at verses 20 through 30. We see here a group of people, some even perhaps Jesus' own family, considering and wondering if Jesus has possessed himself by an evil spirit. Is he able to drive out these demons, heal these people? Because he has a demonic force, the, the real work of Satan inside of him. Now, as modern readers, as we read this text in just a moment, we have the hindsight knowledge to, to know what lies ahead. And we can say, oh, this is ridiculous. How could they have even thought this? But I, I can't imagine what it must have been like as Jesus was doing the things he was doing. People knew Jesus before he was doing these healings. And they said, how, how could this be happening now? How, look at what he's doing. Look at what he's done. His legend is growing. People are following and crowding into spaces to see him. Perhaps they didn't understand what was happening. The text says this, this is verse 20. Jesus entered a house and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him and they said, he's out of his mind. The teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said he is possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over and he began to speak to them in parables. How could Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. Jesus said a lot there. You know, he said that if Satan opposes himself, then his end is come, it's over. How could this be true? That I'm driving out demons in the name of Satan himself. You know, at the end, he says a a very controversial statement that is often misunderstood part of scripture when he says that anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. What is he talking about? I think in this instance, he, he means that anyone who denies God's existence, God's working, God's spirit at work, when it's so plainly seen, looks God straight in the, the eyes, so to speak, and says, God, no, this can't be true. That is the thing that will ultimately separate people from God for eternity is, is a complete denial of God's work, of who he is, of what he's done. You know, Jesus, as he said this, undoubtedly let, left some people uh, maybe even more upset, confused, and maybe some understood at this point what Jesus was, was doing and what was happening. But one thing is certain as we read this text today is that Jesus's life was messy, complicated. He was misunderstood. He was a man who knew what it was like to have people that he loved not understand what he was doing. 
And if you've followed Christ in your life for any length of time, you know probably firsthand what it's like to be misunderstood, to be labeled, to be put in a group, to have a person that you know, perhaps not well, but know, say, oh, this, this person, because they're a follower of Christ, must believe this. They must vote this way, act this way, say these things, do these things, when perhaps that's not true. In Hebrews chapter four, there's a, uh, the author says this about Jesus. He says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who's ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Let us approach God's grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace in our time of need. Approaching God's grace with confidence, God's throne with confidence, knowing that his grace is offered to us. Jesus misunderstood, misinterpreted. He's not out of touch. He's not distant, but rather he's personal, deeply personal and able today to sympathize with you with real troubles and real hurts. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.